Welcome to the podcast channel of the East Bay Unity Intergroup of Overeaters Anonymous. The opinions expressed here are those of individual members and do not represent OA as a whole. For more information about our intergroup, please visit our website at eastbayoa.org. Sugar addict. Oops, let me say yes to that. Uh, Sugar addict and compulsive overeater. Judy, I, any time? Uh, do you want any time reminders? You know, I would not mind one somewhere around, say, 17 minutes. Okay. I guess that would be good if I'm speaking for 20. So perfect. Okay. The um, one of the things I say often nowadays in meetings is that I look at the healing of mind, body, and spirit. So when I look at this whole program and I look at my history, I'm aware that I've had a great separation in mind, body, and spirit, and all three of them have been struggling my whole life. I grew up in a house um, where, I'll call it the house of sugar. Uh, My mother, father, and grandmother uh, all lived with me. My brothers are much older and had, had gone on their way. And I had no limits on what I could eat. None whatsoever. I mean, at eight years old, if I wanted to take a mix off the shelf and bake something, they were okay with that. So I started off with extraordinarily bad habits uh, with people who had addiction issues, right, you know, right, right from the get-go. At eight years old, I had my first panic attack. And I remember it vividly. And I remember, or I know now, that that is when I began my battle with depression and other mental illness. Add in the fact that um, on the spiritual side, a few years, well, at that point, I was a good little girl making my first communion, going to, to to school. I went to Catholic school even, but I, my grandmother raised me to read the news. I read all of it all the time and really began to have a problem with my church. Uh, so I, I was moving on with that. So I was going through all of this. I was going through, um, the church thing was actually a major problem in my house. The, uh, The food became even trickier. It wasn't just about sugar anymore. It was about just not liking food. Uh, So I ate crap because I didn't enjoy, like I skipped lunch uh, at school. So I'd come home and eat everything in sight every day. Uh, So my eating was very disordered. Uh, Then I don't know that I would call it I, I don't know exactly what I call it other than disordered. It w- I was disorganized. I didn't eat healthy food. I, I didn't know what I was doing. And I was getting deeper into depression. And I was getting more confused about my spirituality. Like I said, I walked away from the Catholic church at that point because I just was too horrified by it. 
but I still believed there had to be something. So I kept looking. Excuse me. Uh, I went to Bible studies. I um, read Edgar Casey. I just kept looking. And at that point, I also was not really overweight, but I had body issues because of the way I carried my weight. My clothes never looked good on me. I was always uncomfortable uh, because I had a size four waist and size eight arms. Uh, so things bloused or they were too tight or they were, you know, for example, and, and it just, life was just difficult. <laughs> Let's just put it that way. Life was just difficult. Every way I looked at it. So I was in my 20s the first time somebody suggested OA to me. And I was horrified and insulted. How dare they? I didn't have a problem with food. Never even occurred to me. I honestly didn't believe I had a problem with food. At the time, I wasn't overweight. I didn't, you know, other than being weirdly shaped, I was, it, it just didn't make sense to me. Um, year later, I noticed my waistline was going like, okay, maybe something's going on here, but it was several more years. Well, that was when I took my first attempt at an antidepressant and it just didn't work out. Uh, so I went back to, um, being depressed and dealing with that and not knowing how to deal with the world. So a couple more years went by, eating everything in sight. Um, at this point, I had not yet declared myself an atheist, but I still didn't know what I wanted to do spiritually. And, you know, I didn't, like I said, I didn't have a lot of healthy, you know, I wasn't very healthy physically. I wasn't, you know, depressed all the time. Uh, and no direction. So I accidentally moved home, is what I call it. The place I was working for went out of business, and I went home to visit my parents while I was figuring out what I was going to do, and my mother asked me to temp for her, and uh, it lasted for two years. So I lived with my parents for a while, um, figuring that out which really set off the depression and sent me to the doctor. And I got um, I got a new antidepressant and that worked wonderfully. Um, changed my life as far as my mind was concerned and my relationships with people. Put on 50 pounds, like, felt like overnight, just, just ballooned right up. Although at this point, I now was defining myself as an atheist. I had come to the conclusion that I honestly could not make any connection with the idea of a God. Uh, and I was comfortable with that. So spirituality was resolved. So the mind is doing better and spirituality is resolved. But now my body is an absolute mess. So I tried to pay uh, a pay to lose program and I lost 40 pounds. Uh, and then went off the program, gained it all back and then some. 
and went off my antidepressants. A uh, few other life changes with that. So again, I had um, complete comfort in my spirituality and my relationship with the universe. Uh, no comfort with my relationship with myself and others and uh, definitely no relationship with my body that was working for me. I tried, um, I made some new friends and I went back to the pay to lose program with them, lost another 40 pounds, fell off, gained it back. I did then finally find an antidepressant that worked for me because the third try I turned out to be allergic to. So the fourth try is doing great for me and I'm loving it. So once again, my brain is, is, is better, but it turned out not to be as good as I would like. So I seem to now be researching the possibility that I have ADD. Um, my therapist is convinced of that and uh, I just need a neurologist to confirm it. But it also explains why I have trouble getting all three things to work together because I jump from one focus to another and I don't, don't have a unified view of the world. So again, I go on. And I went on with life and I had some concerns about my health, but I wasn't concerned enough. Uh, I was frustrated as hell about how unhealthy I was. And I will use as an example, I attend a book club once a month at the library down the street. And you go in and you have to walk upstairs to get into the main floor of the library. It's just a small staircase. But then to get to where we meet, it's two full staircases in this massive Victorian building. And I would have to get there early so that I could stand outside the door trying to catch my breath going up those stairs. Absolutely embarrassing as I could figure out. And then just over two years ago, my worst fears were realized for me um, when the doctor told me I was diabetic. And I was like, nope, this is it. I have to change things right now. And I sat down with my partner and he and I put together a plan and I was abstinent. What I now know is abstinence. I was there. It was fantastic. And I um, got better. And guess what? I lost 40 pounds. That seems to be my magic number is 40 pounds. Um, and that was wonderful. And then the pandemic hit. And even then for a while that worked, but the day that our, um, my boss said, we're gonna start working from home, I went to, or our CEO went, I went to my boss and said, you know what, Nick, I don't feel well, I have to go home. And I was then sick with doctor's notes and a mess for two weeks and COVID presumptive. I mean, I started off the pandemic at home, sick as a dog. Didn't immediately jump right back into junk, but because I was sick and because I wasn't eating, junk started to happen. And then I didn't have a schedule because we didn't go back. To, we still haven't gone back to the office. So all of my schedule, my walking schedule, my eating schedule went by the wayside. 
And it took two months, but abstinence went away. I fought it. I fought it so hard that for another year, I started to gain weight. But guess what? I did not gain back all 40 pounds this time. I, I just started to gain back weight. And I realized, you know, I can't do this. So I found OA. It took me six weeks or so to achieve abstinence with OA. I found, and it wasn't until I found secular that it really started to click for me. I it started in regular rooms. I was lucky, I met great people, but for some reason it wasn't until I got here and got permission, I guess I'm gonna use that phrase, to do it without God, that it really started to click for me. My first sponsor, she and I didn't work out, great woman it just didn't work out but she had me pushing through the steps and so on the very first night we were talking we did step one um I felt that just the very act of coming meant I knew I wasn't I was out of control and I did step two no problem and then we came to step three and I had told her up front I'm an atheist and she said she could work with that. And she did. Um, and it, it wasn't the religion that was the problem with us in the end. It was the format with her wanting to go really fast and me needing to think about things. But she came to step three and I couldn't just say it. I couldn't just do step three. Um, even though I am very comfortable and confident in my spiritual view of the universe at this point. Uh, which is that there is no guiding, intelligent, higher power. There is instead the mass consciousness of the entire universe, whether it's a, a, you know, a snake or us or whatever else is out there. Um, you know, just the interconnected energy. Energy, you know, energy can't be um, destroyed. It can only be transformed. So we're all connected. And that's what I believe. And I'm really comfortable with it still got hung up on step three, literally cried doing step three. It, it was, and, and I don't cry very often because of the antidepressants and they, they make it hard for me to cry. I cried over this and I'm still not 100% certain if I cried over this because I was finally saying goodbye to that Catholic upbringing I'd had, or if I was, uh, you know, or what it was, but I, I figured out um, that night what my view of a higher power was with this um, and how it was going to work. And then I was ready to go. But it, out of all of the steps, out of everything I have done, step three has been the most profound emotional experience for me in this, in the program, uh, as far as how I connected with it. So we parted not long after that because she wanted me to zip through step four and that wasn't gonna happen. I need to, I'm a thinker, I overthink. I also have ADD, so I can't, I couldn't just come up with a list. I had to really work on it and think about that for a long time. I've now found a sponsor who is, um, who is secular. Um, she's currently studying Buddhism to see if that is going to be her path. 
And so we're working really well together with that. And that it's, it's just been really helpful to be able to discuss these. Making sure I hit my notes. Um, I have kept my diabetes under control with diet, uh, which has been fantastic. And in one of the many reasons I came to OA because when I started to gain the weight, I was really terrified that that was it, that I was going to end up getting insulin like my mother does, because um, this is, the sugar runs in the family, the sugar addiction runs in the family. And I, that was just something I didn't want, but thanks to OA, I have done that. And I realized last week at book club that not only was I not standing outside the door, huffing and puffing like I was gonna blow it down, I actually walked up with a couple of my friends from book club and we chatted the whole way up the stairs. So I wasn't just dying, I was talking and feeling really good. I feel like I'm in a disco. <laughs> So I went through um, and, and got my health back and it, you know, it's not back. I still have a ways to go. I have more weight to lose and more health to recover on every level, uh, mental, physical. Judy, that's uh, three more minutes. Oh, great, Melissa. Thank you. The, um, the biggest change for me, um, and this is good, this is exactly where I wanted to be in my notes, has been the emotional, has been the fact that working these steps has made it easier for me to be honest with myself, with my therapist. God knows why I waste my money being lying to my therapist, but I have been, and now I don't. Um, and I have, uh, and with my doctor, I'm much more honest with her. I let her yell at me now. I used to just lie so she wouldn't yell, now I do. Um, and overall, there's just been so much healing there that now I'm ready to deal with uh, other issues like uh, the ADD. And you know, we talked. We, we started reading the tools. One of the things, and I'm reaching behind me. Forgive me. I meant to have this out. But ultimately, I thought, oh, writing is going to be my tool because I'm a writer and I love to write. Or, you know, it, and it wasn't. What worked for me uh, that has worked the best is my action plan. And it took me a long time to put one together. And I know different people work their action plans different ways. But because of the ADD, because I have trouble focusing, I came up with an action plan that I keep in my planner. Um, it's one single column down here. And I have my weekly goals and I have my everyday goals. And it's because I'm talking about healing mind, body, and spirit. It is not just specific program goals. I mean, obviously it includes reaching out to my sponsor every day and it includes when I'm going to meetings, but it also includes um, keeping track of my food and water, uh, you know, and keeping, you know, doing, doing my outreach. Um, 
I crochet every day to keep my hands busy. So did I, did I do that today? You know, did, instead of eating in front of the television, did I, did I keep my hands busy? And what it means is with the ADD, I don't expect myself to be perfect with this, but I can see if I'm at least achieving the goals or I'm when I'm having a day like today where work was incredibly problematic due to uh, computer issues, I can look here and say, well, what can I do? Like, have I meditated yet today? Have I done this to help keep my focus and help calm me down or, or help me move on to the next step? And that's uh, time, Judy. So a time to wrap up. And, and that's where I was just going to wrap up. And I was going to say, I know that not everybody needs something that uh, uh, written out for their action plan that they can have just a few steps and that works for them. But this is what I needed. And I am really grateful for the program for helping me develop it. So thank you, everybody. That's, that's my life. <laughs>